Lexi, you're muted, babe. You're right. <laughs> Welcome to the Kingdom Queens podcast. Sorry about that. A little bit of a, we had an off week last week, so I'm going to get back in my groove here, but we've missed everyone. Thank you for being here with us. And we're so excited to get into things this week. There's lots of fun off-season stuff to talk about. Lots of moves in the Chiefs kingdom. And yeah, so let's dive on in. But I'm your host, Lexi. I'm Chrissy. I'm Jody. Hey, y'all. So today we're actually going to go completely off gender from what our original outline was, um, because today was kind of chaos. So let's just go ahead and kind of get into the franchise deadline today. And then all of these new players who are going to be going into free agency all of a sudden. It was a lot in these last like 24 hours for all of these different organizations, but before we talk about everybody else, I guess we should probably start with our own franchise first, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of sad faces in the kingdom these last 24 hours. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on, and I, I, I'll let y'all choose if y'all want to start with Orlando Brown Jr. or if you want to start with Frank Clark first, but either way it goes, we got to talk about both. So. Well, <clears throat> I just want to say, the Frank Clark move makes me really, 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 really sad. Like I understand the NFL is a business, but I just, I saw like, I just was hoping like, I know he took a hometown discount last year, kind of with his restructure and all that, but with, with everything he went through last year and with the loss of his father and then, you know, his relationship with Andy Reid and all that, I was just kind of hoping like somehow we'd get I to know. keep him here. And I know like during the regular season, he's just okay. And I get that, but he just, he comes alive in the off season and he is, he was so important yeah. to the development of our rookies, oh like especially God. George Karloftis. Like I'm just, I'm just sad. I know this is my least favorite part of the off season is when you have to lose players. I mean, it happens every single year, right? You're going to lose yeah. players that you just can't afford to pay. And it, sucks it's the worst part of being an nfl fan really any sports fan because it happens in every sport right um but yeah i mean this is one that i thought i was i think just like you chrissy like we were really hopeful there would be something worked out that we could keep him on our team um he like you said and we've, we've talked about it all season but he's been such a great mentor to george loftus just to the D-line in general, the energy he brings in the locker room, I know. Like, I know all the guys love him. He and Chris Jones are like, they just love each other. And it just makes me sad. I, I want him to run it back with us. But, I mean, Chiefs are posting goodbye videos. And I'm like, yeah, he's he's gone. So, yeah. it's a bummer. I think for me, I am like, it sucks to see Frank go, but... But I think for me also, I really just, after the Tyreek Hill stuff last year, I'm like, all right, it's a business. Like, it is what it is. We see what happened there. And, like, you know, yes, it sucks to lose Frank Clark, but it did free up $21 million in cap space. Right. Dollar right. <laughs> hit. Yeah. I mean, we know at the end of the day, there's a lot of players that really need to be paid this year. And yeah. conservative next year as well. There's a lot of players who are going to be due for some money next year too. And yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree that like in the right, you said in the regular season, Frank is not 
he's just know, okay. Elevated as he is in the playoffs, right? Yeah. But, you know, I think what my rebut to that would be, well, if we think about regular season, all Chiefs fans complained about the whole entire defense. Yeah. During the regular season. That first half. Yeah, Frank wasn't, you know, Frank wasn't playoff Frank, but there was a lot of players that were not playoff players in the regular season too. So, yeah. yeah. It, it does suck to lose Frank because I do think he really stepped up as a leader more than GK, I think. Yeah. And Chris on that defense, they just really went after it. I'm interested to see where he goes, where he yeah. ends up. I mean, he's now a two-time champion who can reset the market if he went somewhere. So where do y'all think he ends up? I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I would like him to go somewhere where he can succeed. But I feel like that would need to be in the NFC. I feel like the AFC is so stacked in the quarterbacks. Yeah. And I just feel like the AFC quarterbacks, like they're they're much better than the ones in the NFC for the most part. So it's like I for the most part. So I just feel like if he if he wants to get to the playoffs again, if he wants to try to get, I don't know if he cares about the attempt at another Super Bowl. You know, once you get two wow. in the last so many years, like maybe when you're getting to the tail end of your career, you're like, you know what, this is my last chance to get, you know, security for me and my family and et cetera. And, you know, sail off in the sunset with bags of money, you know, like yeah. we already got enough cars. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, know where he really cares to go. Is he want a contender or does he really care about the money at this point? Because I feel like I saw something where like maybe San Francisco wanted to sign him. Do they have money? But that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, do you guys have money to pay him? I mean, they could probably figure out money though. Yeah. They only had Jimmy G in that one year. Yeah. They only, what they don't What do they even give CMC like two years? I I don't even know what that contract is. I don't know. For Frank, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense for our team overall. I understand it. Like, yeah. if he were going to stay, it would have had to be a situation where he restructure his, con- his contract. So, yeah, and- I understand. And like you said, like, he can, you know, get that, get a big paycheck somewhere else. And, um, you know, that's good for your future. And you have two rings now. <laughs> like, you're going to go down in history as one of the best. And, like, what, top three sacks of all time in postseason. So, yeah. I and mean, the thing is, I somewhere that he's now a two-time Super Bowl champion, and I think in his career here, the Chiefs have paid him like eighty-five million. Yeah, we paid him a lot. <laughs> like, I mean, he ain't hurting for money. You know no. what I mean? Like, I yeah. get the emotional attachment of wanting him to be here, but it's not like he's leaving. And hey, he's not a scrub. He's still right. His bank. He's still a two-time Super Bowl champion. I want him to go. I don't know where I want him to go, but. Wherever he goes, I want him to be a playoff contender so he can continue yeah. after. I also think so I, don't I, think, uh, I think he's smart enough to know not to go to another AFC team with Mahomes over here, right? Like you would think. You would think the best chance is the NFC. We can get into our own. Yeah. Let's let's transition. We could talk about how much we love Frank Clark all day, but um yeah Orlando Brown Brown Jr you know are you guys surprised we didn't franchise tag him to you know try to give us some trade leverage and you know I don't think a deal is going to get worked out I think he wants too much money I think he's thinks he's worth more than he is 
I know he's, you know, all about like, I didn't give him any sacks in the Super Bowl. And it's like, okay, so did, you know, none of the rest of our O-line did either. So congrats. That's one game. And yes, it was against a great D-line. But yeah, the slippage probably did us a little something to do with it. You know, no offense to our O-line, but. Offense to the O-line. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's just. Offense to the O-line. He he wants so much money. And I think when you look at the first time around when the Chiefs, you know, <laughs> traded for him and, and all that from Baltimore, there wasn't a lot of interest in Orlando Brown Jr. Correct. And I'm not saying he's not going to get paid. You know, there are definitely some teams that could use him. I just wonder if maybe the Chiefs kind of like gauged interest. I'm sure Brett Beach like gauged, gauged some interest and maybe there wasn't going to be any good trade markets for him potentially and that's why they just said you know what we're good like you go your way we'll go our way we're not gonna tag you yeah there has to have been something like that because veach veach has veach is a good gm and he has a plan and he could have got something he would have been like here's a tag right and i think it's interesting that all of this happened literally the day after the combine too so like yesterday saying I feel like they had to see some people who they were like, huh, okay. Yeah, there was a comment that they were looking to secure a long-term left tackle. And um, (laughs) there there are some good ones in the draft. It makes me wonder if we're going to try to, like, move up and cause some commotion in the draft to get one of those top offensive linemen. I could definitely see because the draft is here. So I feel like they want to do something spicy like that. Like I could totally see that in the first round. And there's some good tackles in the first round that'll be But this year's draft is definitely better than last year's draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like last year's draft was better with receivers versus this year. But this year they have a better O-line. I mean, you know, we'll see. Just how it falls, but. I definitely – so I think for me with Orlando Brown, I'm definitely not surprised, um, especially because, you know, like your job is to protect Patrick and right. you, know, you stepped up in the playoffs. I, I mean, Patrick got hurt really bad. And it yeah. could ended our season. Right. But how much of that is scheming? How much are we having to scheme yeah. around our left tackles, you yeah. know, things that he's not as good at? And if we're going to be scheming for someone and he wants 20 plus million dollars or whatever, why wouldn't we scheme the same way potentially for a new up and coming left tackle who may need some work, but we can scheme around it. We've been doing it all season. So that's, that's another thought behind it. And you know, Veach has, I would honestly say he's probably the best GM in the league right now, just based on what he did in last year's draft alone. But he is. Um, but even, you know, before he got Creed and Trey, and granted guard is a completely different position than left tackle, but right. he's really hit on some of those. So I feel like, and then I did see too, like you guys were saying, like we met, our Chiefs met with a bunch of um, offensive tackles yeah. during the combine. So that's to me kind of a sign, like maybe there was someone they really have their eye on and so they're like, if we can't get this deal done, then we're going to go get this guy. Yeah. It's not no. like we don't have the draft picks, you yeah. know? We have, what, 12 draft picks right yeah. now? And, you know, we have the potential to get – well, I guess it doesn't benefit us for this year. It would benefit us for 24, but the potential to get something for Orlando and possibly – The compensatory. Yeah. So I think my thing is I'm like – 
I'm I'm a okay with either going out and finding someone. I know that there's no one in free agency just based off of what everyone. There's no one in free agency who's worth you know even looking at. I'm okay with getting a rookie, but I'm also like okay. So what if we end up having a rookie on both the left and the right side? I know. You think we'll resign Wiley now though? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think that there would be a better chance at us re-signing Wiley now that Orlando Brown's not going to be there? I just don't. Well, I think if we don't re-sign Orlando, then I think Wiley definitely gets re-signed. Is my theory on that? Yeah, because you're but, right, Jody. I wouldn't think they'd want a rookie <laughs> on the left and the right side. No. Well, and I don't even know if. <clears throat> okay, so if you think about the market that's coming open, who do you think gets signed first, Orlando or Frank? Which one do you think will land a job first? Orlando. 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 Because of the position. I think so too. So then if anything, that makes me think maybe Frank could possibly come back versus Orlando. He could. That's where I had my hopes up. And then I see all these farewells from the Chiefs account. And I'm like, is this just like a non like <laughs> at the same time they finally posted E B today. Did y'all see that? Yeah. No, it took them them a while. I was like, is this late? they were nursing their Super Bowl hangover, I think. <laughs> They're like, okay, wait, we got to catch up. We've said yeah. a whole TikTok video <laughs> today of like saying goodbye to Frank, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so like, how many videos do we need to make right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, those are those are my thoughts. I mean, about the Chiefs. I guess the only thing else that is questionable, but. Nothing has happened yet because this person is still on the team would be Sneed. There's a lot of Chiefs fans saying they would be okay if he left. And there are a lot of Chiefs fans like, we cannot lose Sneed. So which Veach, side of are y'all on with Sneed? Veach doesn't pay his position. At all. No. <laughs> so it's like, is he going to break? Because I know Sneed is a fantastic talent. Mm-hmm. But we've proven we can win big games without him too. So Absolutely. it's like. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, okay, so then that would be a whole entire – well, no. The whole entire secondary wouldn't be rookies because I guess Justin Reed would still be out there. Yeah, he'll still be there. <laughs> it's the only one. <laughs> well – In our O-line that we just worked really hard to get somewhat decent this year. Already has gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, two, two, two. two. I mean, two yeah, out of five. players who were – Math is hard. I mean, <laughs> I also just want to say that we are so blessed to where we're only arguing about safety. I mean, not safety's corners. No. Versus like quarterbacks. Imagine not having a quarterback or imagine being a Ravens fan right now and not knowing if you're going to pay Lamar ever. Can you imagine? That's a great pivot. Like, let's talk about Lamar. Great pivot. <laughs> like, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, no Man. Late in the hours today for bright, I think it was 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. That Lamar Jackson did not get a deal done and he was signed to a non-exclusive franchise tag that pays out at $32.41 million. They done him dirty. So what non-exclusive means to you guys out there is that Lamar Jackson can talk to any team and that they can give a contract and yep. the Ravens can either match it or, or they can let him walk. And I feel like I don't know if y'all looked at social media in the last like two hours but people are pissed yeah yeah which understandably so I mean how do you what's he so was their entire offense 
He was their entire offense. He didn't even have a number one or a number two wide receiver. He had a bunch of number three, four, five wide receivers for his entire offense this whole year. Yeah. And they're treat him like this. I'm pissed for him. I'm sorry. Right. They're nothing without him. I mean, they're going back to square one without him. So. I've literally been arguing all day like Lamar Jackson is my quarterback. Right. <laughs> what is happening? Right. right. Like, I think a lot of NFL fans feel that way. Like, how are you yeah. not paying him for one? And then for two, why are all these other teams saying like, oh no, we don't want to pay him either. I'm like, what, what is happening here? What, what am I missing? Because this man has been in the playoffs. He's won you tons of games. He has a winning record overall on his career. He is the league MVP one season unanimously. I, I, I don't look up something um, RG3 said earlier. So mm. let's keep talking about Lamar, but let's also talk about real quick how Daniel Jones did get paid. Yeah. So right, just... right before the four o'clock deadline, Daniel yeah. got paid, right? So he got nice years. Nice payday, right? Four years, 160 million, two years, 82 million, and then 35 million in incentives. So, out of that 160, he's getting front loaded pretty much, and he's going to get the bag. And then they tag Saquon. I need but, his agent to negotiate my raise, please. Good God. Daniel Jones? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's what, um, RG3 has been saying. I've been like really watching his tweets here these last like. He's been good. He's been really good. Mm-hmm. So he did a comparison between Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones, right? So Lamar Jackson in his career, he's 45 for 16. Daniel Jones is 21, 32, and 1 record, right? Um, Lamar's 26. Daniel Jones is 25. Lamar has one MVP. Daniel Jones has zero. Lamar has 121 passing touchdowns. I'm sorry, 101 passing touchdowns. Daniel Jones has 60. Lamar has 24 rushing touchdowns. Daniel Jones has 12. That's crazy. So dumb. Like, I, what? <laughs> like, and, and Daniel Jones makes way more money than Lamar. It feels like the Ravens are doing something they shouldn't be doing. Like, it feels like they're up to no good. Yeah, it feels like they're up to something. Like, like right. you said, but it doesn't make sense. It feels, I don't know, something, something very Fishy. wrong. Is it the or is it the owners? Is it the Ravens or is it the owners? Because it's giving that the owners are doing something very much sketchy. Like, hey, guys, so this is what we're going to do. We're not going to pay Lamar. And don't let him come to any of your teams. I don't care what he says. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, okay, we got your back. You know, yeah, like, like Jeffrey's saying too, like Derek Carr getting his money. I mean, everyone's yeah. getting paid. Aaron Rodgers will get paid or he'll continue to make his money in Green Bay, whatever. Which was a ton of money. Which is a, <laughs> like, a ton of money too. 150 million, I think, for four years, and he got 54 of it in the first year yeah. or something crazy. Like, yeah. Really? He got I mean, a ton of money too. Insane. I'm really confused about the Lamar Jackson situation, though, because all of the teams that everybody thought that he would be interested in going to, like the Falcons. I really thought the Falcons. That was like my number one thought. Right. And I never even thought that he could possibly go to the Raiders. But for the Raiders to come out and say, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson either, I was like, okay. There was like, well, I think the Raiders went back on that. 
Raiders now said they still are or something, but they're poor. So I'm like, I, yeah, they don't have any money. Oh, that was seven dollars. Like, there's no way you don't. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. What are y'all doing? Lamar Jackson's not on the dollar menu. Okay, Raiders. Like, <laughs> move on. Afford to fire McDaniel's. So no. <laughs> yeah. Can't afford to fire your coach. Okay, so. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really it's. I'm really shocked by this Lamar Jackson news, and I just really think it's unfortunate because he is an MVP. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it, if he wouldn't have got hurt this season, he definitely could have been a competitor in the playoffs. I mean, they made it to the playoffs without him because of him. Yeah, that they created around him. I'm like, who are y'all gonna bring in as a quarterback? Literally, who? Like, there's so many teams fighting for a quarterback. Him. If you're not going to pay Lamar, who's going to want to play for you? Who are you exactly. going to Like, who? <laughs> Makes well, sense. I was literally trying to think of, like, who could go there. And I don't even know what their draft pick is. Can they even draft one? Do they in have the a first draft pick? Right? It's like in I'll the 20s. Are they in the top 20? I'm like, I don't even know what it is. They made the playoffs, so it's got to be a little bit higher. Lower. Lower. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, well, yeah, Daniel Jones got paid a whole lot of money. Um, good for him. And they were able to. 23. Franchise. Ravens are 23. 23. Oh, so they can, they can get a quarterback. They could. They could also trade up. But. And I don't even know, like, how many picks they have to trade up. I don't know. I mean, but even if they trade up, are they going to pay? The whole, the whole team is so stupid. Like, you guys have one of the best quarterbacks in the league on your team. It's honestly the Browns' fault. It is. Yeah. Everything is the Browns' fault. But. Like, they're a terrible organization. They don't know what they're doing. Us three should go run their organization. There's Literally. no way they paid Deshaun Watson all of that money. No. But don't even get me started on Deshaun Watson. You know, no, we don't We don't mention that name. But, no. um, I know we but, don't, but it's still their fault. The Browns, <laughs> me, I feel like they were trying so hard to do something to reset the market. They were like, we're going to do this and we're going to screw everyone else over. And I feel like I feel like it was like a plan from the beginning because the Browns knew the Ravens were going to have to pay Lamar. And then they knew yeah. Lamar was going to want this contract. And then now it's just like. And now it is. I mean, it's working out in the freaking Browns' stupid favor. <laughs> Sorry. They didn't try to get Lamar last year, though, right? No. What? The Browns didn't try to get Lamar last year, right? No, they were pretty dead set on Watson. Yeah. Right? So that's why I'm like, I don't understand. But they knew that this would screw the Ravens over. Yeah. So, and they're in the same division. So they're like, huh. Right. Well, and so that's why I, I asked a question on Twitter earlier, like, and I know this is not what this conversation is, but I asked a question on Twitter earlier, like, okay, with them saying no to Lamar Jackson's guaranteed money, regardless of what happens next year, the market's going to reset with Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts, regardless. So, I mean, even though he's asking for this as guaranteed money, even if these three players next year don't take, I guarantee you all three of them will be in the playoffs again next year. Even yeah. if they don't take the guaranteed money next year, they're still going to make more money than Lamar Jackson would have made this year. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, this is. It's bizarre. I don't know. Yeah. And do you think, I thought Burrow was maybe expected to be paid this year. Is that not? Uh, that's what I heard too. So I think they were going to try to do like the Patrick Mahomes thing, right? And pay him early. Yeah. If somebody sets the market. Yeah. And I, I mean, if they're sticking with Joe and saying that he's going to be the franchise, they might as well pay him before the cap gets out of control. 
And the thing is, the Bengals are kind of, they're known for being cheap. So I don't know. But they just got bought out, remember? So they just sold their stadium or something. And now they're getting like a brand new practice facility. And they're trying to get more money so they can pay. Yeah, Yeah, they're definitely trying. I don't know. I mean, I thought that was the whole reason they sold their, like we did with GEHA, right? Like, where the heck did GEHA come from? Oh, yeah, we got to pay people. All I know is these next, this offseason is going to be crazy. Like, I I'm, I'm chaos. So, Derek Carr to the Saints. Love that. I love that. Four I do, too. I love that. I think that was you. Yeah, four years, 150. I think that's well worth it. And I think he doesn't get, like, I think he gets 50, no, 60 up front, and then he gets another 10 or something after, like, two years or something. I don't remember his contract verbatim, but I think that him going there is a great fit. He may get a chance to win his division for a first time in a long time. I was, I was like, oh, my God, the Saints are turning into like a mini AFC. They really are. <laughs> they have all of the Chiefs players and whoever else. Yes. And they just signed. Remember our parade MVP that no one knew who he was? It was like that. What was oh, the coat. Ugo, you go. The dude in the yellow coat? Yeah, yeah the yellow coat guy. The same side <laughs> too? Yeah. What is, I don't even know what position he plays. He's a practice he's squad a, guy. But what is he? He's a safety guy. Yeah, he's a DB, yeah. Good for them. I, mean, I was like, oh, Super Bowl MVP or parade MVP. The guy that kept Chiefs Kingdom <sighs> looking for answers for a very long time. Oh, so funny. Did he even play a snap this year? No. <laughs> no. So he got signed to their practice squad? Probably. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, you do you, yellow coat guy. You do you. I support it. He got a ring. <laughs> I support it. Um, Gino Smith got paid three years, 105. I love that. Good so for Gino. I love that too, but a lot of people don't. And I think that's weird that they don't. Like, I get it. He is an older quarterback, but he's a bowler. He got a great year last year. He was not Aaron Rodgers. He's a playoff. Okay. 39 so exactly you know what no he got you to the playoffs on a year people expected you to win like two games right his respect people he got way further than russell let's just say that let's just say yeah (laughs) (laughs) way further um and then some franchise tags to talk about tony pollard got tagged yep um josh jacobs got tagged saquon i think it's hilarious because they didn't want to pick up his fifth year option (laughs) right Right. Raiders. <laughs> yeah, Raiders gonna raid our guys. Evan Ingram got tagged. Um who did? Evan Ingram. Oh yeah. Um Calvin Ridley got reinstated to the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, to the Jags. Yeah, yeah he went to the Jags. Yeah, that's interesting. Um in the Rams. I do too. Because I think the Jags are gonna be something to deal with. They're gonna be yeah. good. They're gonna be good. <laughs> really good. I'm all for T-Law. Yeah. The Rams are releasing their kicker, who was apparently one of the best kickers in the league, Matt Gay, last year. He went 64. He went 60 for 64 in field goal attempts, and they're releasing him. Why are they releasing him? No clue. I didn't really wait, read into it, but I was just like, interesting. Like, that's just a weird move, like releasing your really successful kicker. Yeah. Like, it's there's no one else on that. team that's good. Like, like, how much cap hit could your kicker – possibly have had because funny we talked about this the other day (laughs) 
I've been like MIA on social media. Sorry, know, everybody. Christine's <laughs> and I'm busy. <laughs> what did they say, Lexi, about kickers being paid yesterday? Monday? Well, what was that number? <laughs> I don't remember the number, but it's it's a weird number. <laughs> a weird number. I just remember they said the punter was making the highest paid punter was making two point two million. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Like, but you know what's crazy is you realize the like Chiefs fans know that from this season. You realize the importance of a good kicker because when you don't have right. one, my gosh, it sucks. And it does a suck. Lot, a lot Butker, of get healthy, please, all the way. Thank you. What I said, Butker, please get all the way healthy. We love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank goodness it's the off season and he will. But um, and I think didn't you say Jody too? It was like Robbie Gold or something from the Niners, didn't he? Their kicker. He's also leaving as well, I think. Oh, is he? No, I didn't say that. If the Dallas kicker can keep his job, then, you know. The Dallas kicker might not keep his job. I know. (laughs) We got to get into later in a different episode on if the Cowboys are going to release Zeke or not, because I think that's coming too. Yeah. Did Jermaine Edmonds, he he wasn't expected to be tagged. Is there any talk of him, the linebacker from Buffalo? Jermaine Edmonds. They didn't say anything about it today. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I I read that he there was not expected to be tagged today. Who did? I was saying there wasn't anything that said he got tagged today. Yeah, he's a really good linebacker. I was just kind of curious. Yeah. Not that we necessarily need a linebacker. I was just curious because he's he's yeah. a talent. So yeah, so Robbie Gold, the 49ers kicker, he is and he's a free agent now. So if you feel well, so are we not giving up on Harrison Bucker? Didn't I say that a few weeks ago? I'm not giving yeah. up on Harrison. He'll be fine. Once he gets healthy and he rebuilds his little. No, little I like Harrison. Time. He's he's good I, for us. Plus, like like he's got the best name, Butker, Butt Kicker coming yeah, from. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, that's all I got for um <laughs> franchise tags. Yeah. But it's been a busy it's been a busy few days, and then I know next week we'll have a lot to talk about too. So. Oh my god, I cannot yeah, the tampering period, the legal tampering Ooh. period opens Monday. And then yeah. the agency opens Wednesday. You see that they released a statement today, like Lamar Jackson does have permission. I'm sorry, not Lamar. The crazy Aaron Rodgers does have permission. Oh, yeah. He then talks to the Jets, yeah. So I guess we did. <laughs> is he really going to the Jets for real? Can't he just retire? His heart is obviously not in it anymore. Like, God. Didn't he just get paid $3 million? I mean, Four year, one fifty. Yeah, they gave him a stupid deal, which is stupid. Green Bay, you're stupid. (laughs) That cap. That happens when you don't have a real GM. (laughs) Yeah. The dead cap hit for Green Bay if they actually let him go there is like, it's like y'all don't want to be y'all y'all aren't a real football like y'all aren't serious. No, (laughs) you're not serious as a football. the weird thing about Green Bay is like they don't have a real owner. It's like their city owns them. Yes. Right. Yeah. My friend Travis was actually telling me about that today. He's like, don't I have a say? I own like 1.74% of the team. And yeah. I'm just like, what? It's bizarre. Oh my God. I can only really imagine how much taxes come out. Of their yeah, everything. So they're everything, their gas, their Green, Green Bay is a weird situation. Jets need a quarterback for Zach Wilson to sit behind because and Aaron Rodgers is gonna be the guy that gives him mentorship. He wouldn't even mentor Jordan Love. Well, come on. 
I don't know. Watch Lamar go to the Jets now or something. Right? I have zero Aaron Rodgers love if there is if that was Aaron Rodgers is gonna take Zach Wilson on his next darkness retreat. So. Yeah, I was like they can go on their darkness retreat and then no one will have to watch them play. Right. That's hilarious. Okay, well, let's kind of talk about the combine for a little bit. That was last week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, the two days I was most interested about were Thursday and Saturday. Um, yeah. I watched those two days like fully, and then I partially watched Friday and partially watched Sunday. So I seen what I wanted to see. I watched mostly Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. I kind of skipped through Friday a little bit, but same. Yeah, I'm just here to look pretty during this segment because I have watched <laughs> zero of it. But you got to do something cool over the weekend, Christy. Huh? You got to do something cool over the weekend. I did. My soccer team, one of my three soccer teams, played <laughs> at Arrowhead Stadium. We won our game. It was super fun. I got you to walk on the field of champions. <laughs> it's great. I had a blast. I got to walk where Travis Kelsey so eloquently yelled more 1,500 times during more, the season. More, more, more. more. <laughs> that is hilarious. I might have yelled that a couple times during my game. More. <laughs> You know, just for a dramatic well, effect. It's embedded in us. Like we don't know any different. We That's call her. Point. We call her Chrissy Reed now. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, um, I want to start with what my biggest takeaways were, and I'm not even going to get into all of it. I'm just going to get into part of it, just so y'all can chime in. But I want to say the corners of this draft were so good. Electric. Um, like they were really good. They were better than the wide receivers, Chrissy. Yes, really? they were. <laughs> they were faster. It was faster. crazy. Yeah. Dang. DJ Turner ran a 4-2-7. Bennett ran a 4-3-1. Banks ran a 4-5. Forbes ran a 4-5. Rango ran a 4. So what's that tell you about Sneed? He's slow. I'm fine. He's not slow because I love Sneed. I'm kidding. Sneed is not slow, slow at all. He's but, like, what does that tell you if there's that many corners? But that tells you that there's so many options out there that we can go and get if not. And I know we're going to get into, like, where we think picks are going to be. But there's places later in the draft where if yeah. we need to go out and get a corner, we definitely can. And, yeah, yeah the opportunity is very much there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of my biggest takeaways, it was just the corners. Like they were so good. Like all of them were so good. And I know that I don't necessarily have like an eye to scout, scout talent. Like I'm not Andy Reid in Brett Beach. <laughs> Even though I think I'm Brett Beach. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is really impressive. So that was my thought on the corners before. I no, I completely agree. And I was shocked that compared to the wide receivers, the corners were like, way faster which is interesting because that, that tells you a lot about what's to come in the next season too like well look at who these who these corners oh. are being developed to beat like look at the players in the nfl and look at where the offenses have kind of gone right you have to have an incredibly talented fast corner in order to stop today's wide receivers like you know kills your you know the yeah and Devon so Riggs. I would love to see us because we do play Tyreek Hill, yeah, Monte Adams, um, Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson next season. We play all of the best. All the speedy guys. Right. So I would love to see us take a really speedy corner. Um, yeah. Someone I kind of had my eye on was Ringo. Kel yeah, Kelly Ringo is his name. Yeah, fun name. He's a speedy, fun name, and just 
talented players. Can so you just imagine him making a huge play at Arrowhead and Arrowhead erupting into Ringo or something oh, fun? Yeah. I don't know. It seems fun. It seems fun. I don't know. I will say though, like with the receivers, the first set of so if we go back and watch Christie's, right? Oh, your face. Hang on. <laughs> She's like, wait, wait, wait. My face oh. looked so sad when I saw it happen. I was like, oh no. She's I like, have some tears in my eyes for you, Lexi. <laughs> a little setup, you know. Emotions. What? Do you see you that? Gotta, These are real. You gotta do what you gotta do. I will say that when you I my friend Anna that worked the Super Bowl and got me this really cool banner. So I had to Ooh. put it up. This girl Anna that I know, she works the He Super doesn't Bowl. like us, Shodi. It's fine. Oh, I'm like, who is Anna? So, <laughs> and she, worked, she got to work the Super Bowl. And so she got me this really cool thing. Yeah, that's super dope. So I had to put it up, but it's a little heavy. So my duct tape isn't quite working. But that's weird. We're so eloquent. This one podcast is going to be nothing to you. So. <laughs> Chrissy, when you finally find a time in your life to go back and actually watch the combine because yes. it's airing all the time on NFL Network, so you can put that in your schedule somewhere. The first set of receivers were not as great as the second set of receivers <clears throat> because there were so many receivers, they had to break it up in two groups. And so I was actually really confused by that as well. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Like the first set of receivers, and they, they weren't slow. I mean, they all ran like under like a-, a I know, we say slow and it's four. like- <laughs> Like- well, they you know us in our four ones that we run here on this podcast. So, right? Period. But the second group, no, they had some really impressive dudes. Like, I, I don't even know where to start. All I know is I think after watching, because I did not watch college football at all, I'm really a fan of Addison. Like, I yes. want to see him. Yes. And I, I know that he wants to. So, he wants to go to the Steelers because <clears throat> he used to play with what's his name? Kenny Pickford. Kenny in college. So he wants to go there. And I'm like, you're just saying that. If you were to be a chief, you would be all on board. I don't know. Who care. wouldn't want to play with Mahomes? Literally. Like, no offense to pick it, but like, you're no Mahomes. Right. Calm you're yourself. Not even close. Are you yeah. Kidding? Like, calm yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little sassy, guys. It's fine. No, it's okay. Everything's fine. I don't. Under, okay, go play on the Steelers then. Have fun. Yeah, go have fun not winning the AFC every single year or even getting close, but it's fine. Have fun. Well, but I think one of the biggest things to take away from this draft as well is a lot of people were saying the receivers of this class are not really great compared to the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> the last two years, they have just been like crazy good. Like I've actually heard like these receivers are mid this year, and I was like, oh, that is really harsh to say. But it sounds like this year is really based off of, like, the defense, the O-line, like, the interior, and not so much, like, those guys on the exterior. Like well, I think what it sounds like is this this com or this particular draft is going to be, like, like you said, D-line, O-line, and cornerbacks. I think those are the yeah. deepest positions. Actually, running backs, too. There were some good running backs. Man, there were some good tight ends. Yeah, there were some really there are some good guys. tight ends out there. Tight end was great. Yes. yes, they actually said this is like the deepest tight end class since like 2010 or something crazy. Yeah, I don't know what we. There's three guys. There's three tight ends that I was like, okay, I wouldn't be mad if we added another tight end to this group. Not at all. Yeah. At some point, we have to start grooming Kelsey's replacement, and I know we don't want to think or talk about that, but it's true. No, it's true. And it I, is. while I mean, we have Kelsey, let's get some one of that talent. Yeah. Right. 
have the, him learn. The three tight ends that I personally love, I love Darnell Washington, I love yes. Will Mallory, and Zach Hunts. Those three were like, like I would be okay if we had any of those three. There was one other one I liked too. Um, Chrissy, I know you didn't watch, but Darnell Washington, he is 6'6". Six, six, I've six, seen some like clips massive. and stuff on Twitter. Four six five. Do you know how fast that is for a tight end? That's, That's six. very quick. That's very quick. <laughs> I was like, he can run to me anytime and it'll be fine. Though he's no. probably like, did you say you said Zach Coons? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I liked him too. He's well, huge. He's huge. Yeah. Huge. And then um Darnell Washington, like his very last drill, he had an insane one-handed catch. I was yeah, like, he did. He did. I was like, oh my God. Like yeah. his stock went way up. But yeah, no, Coon as well he's six seven two fifty five like well with yeah. this draft class not being deep in wide receivers all the more reason for us to re-sign juju that's all i'm gonna say oh, yeah i think we should i still think we should i'm still on board with that so you know the thing with juju is he had a great season and he's only going to get better if he sticks with our offense right yeah. and i don't he's the type of player that i don't think he plugs into just any offense but i think he works really well on ours yeah, yeah. So I, I, the team that he came from the Steelers and their head coach is more defense versus Andy is very offensive. So I mean, I feel like with Juju, things just click so much more easier for him because our coach is an offensive genius. Yeah, it, it's and that has nothing to say about Tomlinson. <laughs> I was like, what is that man's name? Because he's an amazing coach, but I can see how there could be a disconnect with your. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, you know, what Juju says a lot is that, like Andy Reid has just completely let him be himself here. And he loves that. And yeah. so, and I think all the guys feel that way. I think Frank Clark felt that way too, but you know, yeah. but, um, but I would just, I would love to see Juju stay. And then one other guy that stood out to me was, um, and I think he's high on a lot of people's draft lists is that Jackson Smith Najigba wide receiver. Yeah. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'm like, because I'm not even gonna try. Jason, yeah, we'll, we'll go with Jason. But he um we get all the weird names here, so you might as well join it. Is he hyphenated? Join the hyphenated yeah. crew. <laughs> join the law crew. We got it. We got the law firm. Come on this over. We, yeah, this is what we are. Um but yeah, he really excites me. And then, but like you said earlier, Jody, like uh, Addison said he wanted to play with Pickett. Yeah. So then you have CJ Stroud, who also played with JSN. And so yeah. they were like, oh, we'd love to stay together. I'm like, with a cute little handshake. And I was like, I'm like, why are the two best wide receivers in this draft like with their old quarterback? I don't know. We saw how that went for Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Not super yeah. great. <laughs> Not so good. But I mean, that's that happened with um Eagles, Hurts, and Skinny Batman, Devonta yeah. Smith. Um, I mean, because he was with Alabama, so. But I anyway. know that's his nickname. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> um, and so everybody has been giving me heck because I am a big CJ Stroud fan, and I am not a fan. I am too. Yeah. It's not that I'm not a fan of Bryce Young, and I know that he's going number one. Okay, Chrissy. So you know who Bryce Young is, right? He's yeah. like a little short little dude. Yeah, right. shorter than Kyler Murray. Yeah, exactly. And he's not. He's actually an inch taller than. No, I think they're the exact same height. They're the oh, exact same height. He must slouch or something, because that picture, man, he was he was looking shorter. I don't know. Yo, he weighed in at the combine at 204 pounds. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's my re- I, so my motive is he didn't work out because he was so full because the amount of food that he had to eat on Saturday morning. I'm like, that dude ain't doing nothing. The amount of big Macs he had the night before. Right. I'm like, there's no way. He probably he has the best nutritionist I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Because I guarantee you, by the time he gets back to his pro day, he's going to be back to like 192 (laughs) or 190 pounds. He probably lost that weight that night. Like, let's let's be real. But no, there were four quarterbacks in this combine who people were excited to see. Bryce Young was one of them, even though he didn't perform at all. But you had Anthony Richardson. That's a cocky move, you know? That's what we said. That's That's cocky, man. Apparently, a lot of people do that. So this was like my first year genuinely actually paying attention to the combine. Like I've watched it in years prior, but I'm just like, eh. Like I was looking at your tweets, Jody, and you were like, okay, but if he is so confident in himself, then this shouldn't be an issue and he should be able to throw the ball and <laughs> participate in these drills if you're so confident. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> participate? Oh my, oh my gosh. And literally all the rest of them did. Oh, and then I guess I didn't mention the last one. What's his name who went to um, um, Georgia? Um, dang it. Uh, oh, Stetson. 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 I'm like, what is his name? Stetson. I'm like, I can't think of his name. <laughs> so every, I thought Stetson, I think, so everybody's been arguing with me saying that Stetson Bennett's probably not even going to be in the top like six, like six or seventh round. Rounds. Yeah. I thought that he would. They're all like, Jody, you're crazy. And I'm like, I can believe that. So you may be right. I may be wrong. Um, but, I'm not crazy. I mean, see, I was looking through this draft. I was he's my favorite. I will say though, Anthony Richardson, he um, definitely paid bills on Saturday and whatever, yeah. whatever he, whatever people thought he was going before the combine, he definitely is making this for top five. Top five now, right? For yeah, course. this one says top six. Not that I believe in mock drafts, but yeah. I mean, it, his combine was so good, Chrissy. Like, I don't know how to – like, he ran a 4-4-3. And he's a big guy, too. He's 6'4", 244 pounds. Yes, like, big dude. He had a 40-inch vertical. Like, he only had a historical performance. Yeah. That's how great he was, like – his price went up, and I will just say, like, about C.J. Straw, like, for him, it just seemed so fluid and natural, and he just looked, like, so calm and, like, didn't have any, like, prep. Like, he just seemed to be in his natural habitat, which a lot of people in that type of scenario could be, like, yeah. nervous or intimidated. But, like, he was just really good, and I was just like, I think so. I was to do that. He was throwing the prettiest passes, in my opinion. Man, right? Here's, here's my thing about the combine. Okay. And drafts and all that, mock drafts and all that stuff. The combine, I think it's so much easier to look good at the combine. And I think it can be deceiving. It can. Because yeah. you're not, I mean, you're not playing against teams. You're just out there showing what you do best. Yeah. And... You've been practicing on it. You've been practicing to show these skills off over, and that's why we get so many like duds. I feel like in drafts anymore, for sure. Yeah, 
I mean, I that's why you get players like Tom Brady that had a terrible combine and then he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. I just, you I know, always think the combine was such a grain of salt. Like yeah, I don't, yeah. I never try to get too excited about someone because I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's like when I go to see a movie, like there's a movie that I'm really excited about and I've like hyped it up and then I go see it and I'm just like, that did not meet my expectations. But you have Brett Beach and every single one of our rookies did amazing last year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I feel like Beach and, and I had zero cool. expectations for any of our rookies. Yeah, they know, <laughs> they know what to look for in these guys. They know not to get hyped about the crazy combine performances because yeah. Brett Beach knows what to look for, and he knows, like, okay, this guy ran this fast, but is he going to do anything else well? Or this guy caught, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I would love to be a part of the wall in the interviews, like, when you're sitting out face-to-face. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if y'all heard, but I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about their interview with Pete Carroll and how, like, he said, like, right here. <laughs> it was asking a question. Oh, it was Sauce Gardner said that. It was, oh, it was Sauce. Yeah. It, was, it was so nerve-wracking. Like, what do you think? Anyway, let's move past the combine. If you had to think about the first two picks in the draft, what position would you like to see go in those first two picks? For the Chiefs? Round one and round two. Yeah, for the Chiefs. Well, right now, I mean, this all like this all kind of depends on free agency and what happens. But I'm definitely thinking left tackle needs yeah. to. I mean, it's obviously like we have to have a left tackle. Um, and I was kind of thinking either edge or tight end. That was kind of like round two for me, like looking for edge or tight end. I don't know which one I would prefer if we'll still have a round two pick if we end up trading up for a left tackle potentially. So, um, yeah, I don't. That's kind of what I was thinking. Left tackle first round, maybe moving up, getting grabbing one of the ones early. And then um, if we still have a pick in, in round two, tight end or edge. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, and we'll probably change our minds like five times throughout this offseason, if not more, because of this time next it week. just depends what happens and what moves we make. This yeah, next week and the week after is going to be a chaos. The week after, I think, especially is going to be because yeah. yeah. by that time, free agency will have started. Will have really started. Or the night before, so yeah. But anyway, um, as of right in this moment, I agree. I think we need an offensive tackle in the first round, and I think if we do that, we need to make a flashy trade and move up in the draft and get someone that's because there are a few really awesome guys that I think you could put in as a rookie and you'd feel comfortable protecting yeah. them. Um, yeah. But there's yeah. not many of those to go around, and they're going to go quick. They're going to go quick. Yeah, they're not going to last long. Yeah. And then for second round, for me, I think it's either defensive end. If one of those star wide receivers is left, because there's not many, but if one of them are left, I'd love to see that, because who doesn't want another fun weapon sure. for Mahomes? Um, or like you said, there's some really great tight ends, so I wouldn't mind seeing one of them either, but got to be one of those three for me and then the rest of our picks I mean like you said there's great cornerback depth there's great <laughs> in a lot of these positions so yeah 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 um I totally agree I think I think we are going to move up because we are in Kansas City and I think Kansas City is very flashy <laughs> we want to put on the show I wear my sparkles the champions so we're going to put on the show and I do think we possibly move up and get one of these tackles and then I think I'm the same. The second round, I want to go. I would like to go. I would like to go receiver and maybe in the third round, tight end. And I think we could find a defensive edge or something 
later in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised because that's what we've done before. And we do need to find a running back somewhere in there. So somewhere, even if it's later. Oh, yeah. And I think all of us have seen what Isaiah Pacheco became. Yeah. So it's like if we want to get a running back in the sixth or seventh round, by all means. And that's yeah. Well, who knows like what picks we're gonna get potentially for Clyde too? Like I'm assuming we're trading Clyde. I don't think we're gonna get anything. <laughs> I mean, we 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 would have no, to get something, right? Like maybe we'll even a fourth or a fifth or a seventh. I, I don't care. I would be okay with the six or seven. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Sorry, because, Clyde. Like we've been saying on Twitter all week, like there's guys like. Um, what would it be this year or next year? Nikhil, Nikhil, it'd be this year, I think. This year, I would yeah, think. If it would be this year, everybody else's would be 24. Why? Wait, what? Everybody Why? else's compensatory pick would be That's not a compensatory pick. It's just a trade. I don't think we're going to trade him. We still have him on the books for another year. It would have to be a trade. We'll see. I don't think. If, he gets, traded this, if he gets traded this offseason, we'll get a pick this year for him. I don't think anybody's going to want him is what I'm saying. You don't think I, Cincinnati would want to get all their boys back together with the whole mix-in thing going down? I know. No. I think, and I've seen a lot of Bengals fans say that, and then I know Clyde likes them a lot. And then, Well, yeah, it's all um, gross. It's all but then, you buddies. I mean, you had guys last offseason like Nikhil Harry who got, I think they got like a six or fifth or sixth round pick for him. And like who would, you know, so it's kind of like. I mean, if we get a six or a seven, I would be thrilled. I think we will, but it just depends who is desperate. There's a lot of teams that need running backs right now. There's a chance that the Titans could he take could him. Be a great Browns. running back in a different system. I yeah. really, I truly believe that. I just think that yeah. our system is not best. It's not. It doesn't utilize his strengths in the best way. No, and the Browns might release Nick Chubb because he's that would be so good. Yeah. They did. I mean, but they might. <laughs> but the Browns are also they, they need have the they have the most expensive quarterback in the league. I'm like, they need that casting. <laughs> they don't really have a choice. They're going to go right. all Kareem. So, you know, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting little bit here. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I mean, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion now, huh? He sure is. <laughs> Whether he goes to the parade or not. He, he should be able to get paid somewhere. Anyway, let's wrap this up and talk about the franchise. The very last episode. So good. And on a positive Chiefs note and not CEH. Um, Man. Yeah. I think I've watched it like four times. That episode was just, I mean, all the tears, all the emotions going through the whole season. And watching back those clips when we know what happens is also very great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole time I was like. But yeah. But yeah, it was just awesome. Like I. I, I I don't know how many times I've watched it. I definitely watched it for the premiere with my mom. And then, sorry. And then I've I've watched it off, like, just so, when I mean, when I need to pick me up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go watch Franchise. So yeah, I know. There's, like, nothing better. The whole thing was just amazing. Um, it was definitely I loved, great. I love the Pursuit of Happiness song that they put with. Uh, oh, perfect. It was great. It was perfect. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is so, oh, it was so good. It got me in my feels. The whole thing got me in my feels, though. Um, and I loved seeing like our rookies pour the Gatorade on Andy Reid because it was like Pacheco and Sky that did no, it. No, I said, oh my God, I didn't realize the Gatorade was purple. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I kind of blacked out during the end of like, us winning the Super Bowl. And I right. don't remember what happened. So being able to watch it, I was like, 
No, it was really good. We and were yeah. all too busy popping champagne after to watch yeah. that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, and then, you know, like Andy Reid hugging Eric Bienemy and Steve Spagnolo after yeah. their like group hug. That was just like the best. The best Especially because Andy and EB knew that this was his last and nobody else knew that, which is interesting. So like, I feel like knowing that and then watching that, I was like, oh, this moment is really special right now because EB is also a two-time Super Bowl champion and he deserves to be a head coach. So he does. I, I loved it. It was really good. I think my favorite part about all of it was just watching like Patrick and Travis and Chris Jones and Frank yes. Clark like really rally the team. Yes. It was just just be crazy lead like such good leaders through the Super Bowl. And I know we've watched like the mic the a thousand times, but to see it in the franchise, I was like, oh, it was just really good. I know. And just the whole thing, like you said, it's like our four core guys. Yeah. We've been there from the first one and they knew how hard it was to get back to this one and then to yeah. see the victory. It was just just the best. I mean, just the absolute best. Yeah. I love it. It was hilarious. It was I laughed, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I danced. I sat there with my blanket like <laughs> Same. <laughs> the amount of emotions I had watching that episode was um, just like it was so amazing. Okay, it was so amazing. You're right, You're right, Emma. That is accurate. Um, now I'm gonna have to go watch it again, probably. Now I want. I know, right? <laughs> that might be my comfort show. Yes. You know how everybody has a comfort show before they go to bed, and you have to watch something. It right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been my pick me up. Like the last couple weeks have been just kind of rough and busy and I'm like you know what I need to pick me up I'm gonna go watch the franchise yeah. it just puts me in a good mood like it's it all emotions. it's all the things that we are feeling all season long and then it comes up to this huge climactic moment at the end and we got to see what we were feeling all season long yeah. just blossom into this beautiful beautiful thing yeah and like you can't be in a bad mood after that yeah you no know? yeah. it was it was magical the parade day was so good. I love. I'm so glad it took two weeks to wrap. Like I'm okay with the extra week because, and I figured it was because they were like, "All right, we got to get the parade day content." Yeah, it was so worth it. Like there was so much confetti. There was confetti everywhere. I still have confetti in my bag. From I also have some in my coat pocket that I have. Like, it was so much confetti and it was so worth it and to just see like the happiness across their face like it was perfect so i love oh, it yeah. i think they said there was like what 200 pounds of confetti yeah, 250 here's some of it <laughs> yeah i'm like i just yeah it, it was great it was great it's not <laughs> a confetti show i love it which is sad <laughs> the trophy confetti. I guess that one's cheaper. It makes sense. There was a lot. I wonder how long it took. To uh, oh, when I come home, I'm probably, for the draft. I'm probably still find some down there. <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like when I come home for the draft, I'm still gonna be ready <laughs> in the streets somewhere. Okay. It seemed like it was more this year than the first year. So. Yeah. There's just I like some it. malfunctioning confetti cannon um, on top of Union Station and all these non cannons there. Just like, what is this? Be like, oh, sorry, our bad. Oh, well, there's something wrong with confetti. it. No, she's no it was just like a, like a joke. Like, oh, I was like, oh. like some malfunctioning confetti cannon yeah, no, was, at the draft. I was like, it's so impressive. 
why is it so aggressive? We were though. We were right by Union Station, and it just kept going and going and yeah. going. And I was like, I'm okay. Okay. It's, my <laughs> it's everywhere. It was fun though. Um, and yeah, and just re-watching the uh the franchise, like I just the way it ended, I'm like, I just don't know. This is gonna be a really conceited Chiefs fan statement here, but I just don't yeah. know how anyone beats us. Like, I just don't. This this is a team of destiny. Man, it's a team of destiny. We are back in a rebuilding phase. And Patrick Mahomes says, he's like, I don't know what a rebuilding year is. And then he, what is, what else does he say? He's like, he's like, I'm going to see you guys next year or uh, this time next year, you know, same thing. Yeah, this time next year. That's yeah. how he said it. Like, see you guys this time next year. Yeah, this time next year. So. Well, and I just feel like because Brett Beach is who Brett Beach is, like, Last year, I think going into the season, we were all like, okay, like all yeah. those rookies, no Tyreek Hill. And so we can do that with all those rookies. And so and now, right, this year, I'm like, if Brett Beach has taught me nothing, he's told me, he's taught me how to sit down and shut my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we went through a crazy offseason last year and we survived that. Oh, we won wow. the Super Bowl. So now it's like, we're I'm going to be nice and chill this off season. Like, I don't see anything that could make me be like, excuse me. Like, we're not going to break my soul. We get to relish being the Super Bowl champions again. Right. And, you know, with the first one, it's like, it was so cool because we hadn't won one in 50 freaking years, which is crazy. Um, And you're just like, it took us so long to get here. But now knowing that we can win, I mean, the bottom of Mahomes' career has been losing an AFC championship game in overtime at home. That's been his worst in his career yeah. <laughs> for an end of a season. And can't wait till next year. So for me, I'm like, I, at the beginning, it felt like a dream. It still feels like a dream, but I'm like, I'm getting to this point where I'm like, we have so much potential in these next few years, yeah. maybe next 10 years, you know? So. Yes, yeah. I mean, especially I just feel like it, if we sign Chris Jones, yes. one, as long as we got Patrick and Andy, I feel like Travis and Chris are going to try to play as long as they can. I agree. Keep our core together and build around our core. My name is- yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, and then I want to say uh, real quick that Travis Kelsey also did great on SNL. That was so fun. I'm so proud. <laughs> He killed it. <laughs> oh the my funniest God. hit was the one they cut from the show. I know. Ah. One. I'm like, he did so good. I mean, he's definitely going to have a career after the NFL. Yeah. I, think oh, definitely. Gonna, I think he's going to be a broadcaster, though. I don't think he's going to go into like this acting thing. I think he's going to be like on either take Tony Romo's job at CBS. Yeah. Like, you know, NBC or somewhere. I think he's going to have a a sports job. For sure. I think it should be kind of like the Mannings. Like, he and Jason should do something because they're both yeah. hilarious together. I, I don't know if he's going to come. He hasn't said anything about retirement yet. Oh, they're, they're dropping a podcast this week, so I'm excited to hear that. Oh, so. are they good? Finally. Yeah. I've been yeah. so. Good, good, good. Well... That's all, that's all we have for this week, but stay tuned for next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Emma has one thing she wants to say because apparently she's joining this week. <laughs> say it real loud. Say it loud and proud. 
Um, the chief and the super girl and the super girl will be exciting. All right. Absolutely. Very exciting. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What a time to be a Chiefs fan when all you've lived through in your five years of life <laughs> is two Super Bowls. <laughs> Bowls and AFC championships. Like, no <laughs> well, before. Okay. Before we get into my official closing here, um, I just want, we all three, four, want to give a shout out to Chris, a.k.a. Mr. Happy, if you've ran across him on Twitter. Yes. He is competing in the Special Olympics um, Nebraska Swim Meet out in Kearney. And everybody who knows Chris or interacts with Chris knows just how awesome of a guy he is. He's so incredibly kind. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have met him. So we just want to say good luck, Chris. You're going to do awesome. And we cannot wait to see the outcome of your swim meet. So go, Chris. Woo! Go Chris. <laughs> um, but also, um, as always, we appreciate you guys joining each Hello. and every week. Nope, you can't interrupt. Shush. <laughs> we appreciate you guys joining us each and every week. Um, make sure you follow us on at Kingdoms Queens on Twitter. So you can find out all the awesome places you can watch our show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, what's going to happen with free agency? It's all starting next week. Will it be pure chaos like last season? Probably. So we will be with you every step of the way on your kingdom's queens. And until next time, your queens have spoken. Patrick is awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Good, good.